0: Taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the OCD and Anxiety podcast. Not the most original name in the world However, it's definitely got you here which is the important thing Now, if you do happen to be struggling with OCD or anxiety then you can get a free session with me To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session In today's podcast, I interview Christopher Dixon Christopher is a Wim Hof instructor and a breathwork coach. He's also an artist, and therefore is somebody who has, uh, you know, obviously a strong interest in creativity, and that's a big part of today's conversation. We we kind of discuss how creativity can uh, really help us to, uh, you know, to use some of that nervous energy in a positive way. We also discuss about the importance of spirituality. Uh, and when you have um, some, some kind of spiritual uh, belief how that can really help you through difficult uh, and dark times that mental health issues like OCD so often produce Christopher lives in Lisbon in Portugal and if you'd like to know more about him you can sign up to his uh, email list uh, to hear about his online breathing sessions and in-person Wim Hof workshops uh, you can check out his website which is www.christopher-dixon.com or you can follow him on Instagram his Instagram handle is icecoldchristopher <laughs> he, he's cold, he's very cold this Christopher there we go guys, I uh, I hope you enjoy as always, if you have any questions then do please let me know many thanks <laughs> Christopher, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Robert.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you on. So to start off with, could you just um, tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
1: Yeah, still trying to work that out, to be honest. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, in recent times, uh, we'll talk about this, I'm sure that uh, we met uh, on the Wim Hof Method instructor training. Uh, But I have a, a background in fine art, I went to art school and I guess that's the thread that's been most constant in my life since I graduated in 2007. Uh, and yeah, and it's just taken me, taken me all over the world, you know, lived in China for a little bit, lived in New York for a little while, I was working for an artist there as an assistant. and in the last six or so years, uh, I've been working in education, you would say, uh, taking groups of young Americans on trips around Europe on educational tours and stuff. And I guess that's what I was using to sort of fund my, my creative endeavors. Uh, I'm also a musician, uh, but yeah, the kind of, uh, the, the wim hof method and the kind of stuff i've been doing lately with like breath work and meditation uh, it's just a, a continuation I, I feel of that creative journey uh, i think when i when i was at art school i was always looking for something like a little deeper uh, my tutors always talked a lot about this idea that there are no new ideas uh, they all talk in terms of like post-modernism and you know there's there's no new ideas there's only uh different ways of looking at things rehashed you know? ideas yeah. yeah exactly you just put yeah. in you know take a little bit of this bit of that put it in the meat grinder and you know see what comes out you know and i found that really i found that really hard to accept and i was mm. always i was always looking for something a bit deeper and you know I was raised I was raised Catholic so from a you know went to Catholic school religious background not like super super strict or anything but uh so I'd kind of I guess you, you go to art school and you're surrounded by these you know if athe- you know atheists basically <laughs> a lot of atheists at art school and a lot of hedonists and a lot of people go to nightclubs and take drugs and they're in bands and stuff like that and just 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 having fun really and I, I sort of yeah like any kind of religious or spiritual uh upbringing i might have had i just i, I didn't really have any respect for it but i guess it's that uh, separation between like religion and spirituality and i think i came through the the fire of that kind of intensely atheistic experience and those things you know I started to see the separation and I guess the yeah the meditation I I started to meditate in 2012 2013 when I was in New York and I was just having a bit of a stressful time really just managing like with work like financially uh, just life in general so I started to meditate then and that's when I, I kind of started to yeah, I feel like the, find a little bit of what I was looking for. I actually, I actually heard David Lynch talking about transcendental meditation and, uh, that's what brought me to it and just the way he talks about the creative process and yeah, the way, the way ideas come into being and I was like, oh, this is, this is actually what I've been looking for. It's not like we don't live in some sort of, yeah in this depressing state where all the good ideas have been been had already and bestowed upon these few special people and we just have to kind of rehash them forever sounds like some sort of form of hell to me or like yeah purgatory so uh so yeah that was my first like window into that and i guess i you know you continue looking for yeah just continue to explore and just having that opened up to me it was a world that You know meditation and everything it was just you know i didn't know anything about it up until that point and then yeah that led me to wim hof breath work all this kind of stuff and now at the moment i'm just in a position now where i'm i think that melding of like my creative impulses and stuff my artistic background music everything i'm trying to work out where that fits with uh with these disciplines and quite excited about Seeing how it's going to unfold uh, in the coming years, and obviously yeah. now, as as an instructor, I'm doing this like in a professional capacity as well. It's not just my own personal practice, but like super happy to just share it with people. That's that's where I'm at right now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think the Wim Hof method. Um, you know, we we've talked about this, you know, in in private conversations, but it's incredibly helpful for for dealing with. Uh, difficult times that you might be going through in life, um, you know, to help you to deal with difficult emotions or just accepting yourself a bit more. Um, you know, there's all sorts of benefits that come with the the Wim Hof method. But in my experience, some of the best ones are kind of the mental health benefits that that you get from it, and 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 kind of overcoming struggle in a way when you're when you're in an ice bath, for example. You know the, the the last thing you actually want to do in that in that situation is remain in that ice bath you want to get out out of there as soon as you can and um you know that kind of atheist life that you were talking about you know maybe it offers up you know struggles in its in its own way you know maybe if you're out partying all the time uh, and, and kind of living that kind of lifestyle that can lead to, you know, a whole set of problems, you know, on its own. But um, the more kind of spiritual path that you were alluding to there, you know, the kind of when you got involved with meditation and then, you know, this led to, to the Wim Hof method. Um, how have you found that personally to be to be helpful for for you and uh, in, in in your life?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so. I think, uh, I think a lot of people view religion as some like form of escapism. Uh, and I remember when I was going through like a, a particularly difficult time and it was, it was my dad, uh, he actually said to me, he was like, oh, maybe you should, maybe you should start going back to church. And he, he wasn't a church goer. It was my mum that raised us more religiously, uh, with his blessing, uh, he was like, yeah, maybe you should go back to church. And I going back to church. And I was like, I just, I, I thought it was such a ridiculous idea, you know? I was like, no, it just feels like, a, you know, it's like a step backwards. It's something I've a moved beyond. Out. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't believe in it. I think, you know, the church is just like another, it's just a business, you know? I think if you... If you don't have a spiritual component to your life, then you you're you're living fully in your material reality, and I think that become becomes super overwhelming. And of course, some people think of like religion as like some sort of uh, like superstition, and I I think those things get muddied. But to me, it's like I was talking to my friend Sean about this the other day. Uh, We were doing a meditation session online. He's like quite experienced. Uh, And we were doing a meditation. uh, Where you you focus on one sense, so you can it can be sound or or sight or whatever. In this instance, uh, we were using sight and you do this, this form of meditation and like If you do it well, uh, you focus on what's in front of you visually, it starts to dematerialize. It starts to fall apart. And like the meaning of the objects that you see before you just starts to starts to fall away. Uh, And I think if you don't have a spiritual component to your life, you can become overwhelmed with the meaning that you ascribe to things in your reality Uh, and I think meaning is useful in as much as it helps you navigate what is essentially an abstract abstract phenomena that's that's all life is really and we ascribe meaning to things to help us like navigate through this really strange experience we're having Uh, and I think that's yeah that's part of it's part of uh, how th- a spiritual component in my life helps me and yeah I, I i'm i'm less overwhelmed by uh the the realness of 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 reality and i i, I don't i don't get bogged down so much uh yeah i don't inf- over inflate the meaning of certain mm-hmm. things in my life i can kind of say that. the, the yeah, sorry, it's <laughs> very long-winded.
0: No, not at all. And what what is it specifically about the Wim Hof method you think that provides you with that sense of uh, spirituality, that kind of missing link that at some point in your life you felt that you were missing, and you know when you did feel like that, you were feeling a bit lost. Uh,
1: I think. I think with the I think with the Wim Hof method, there's definitely some sort of like biochemical <laughs> thing going on. Uh, you definitely feel I I felt a, a sort of a lift from where I was, and it was like quite an extreme lift. Like I've talked probably talked to you about this before, but it was on one of the uh, tours I was doing. I was you know traveling around Europe somewhere on a bus, and I. Uh, yeah, just had this experience of like, I guess like euphoria, and I'd been quite consistent with the method, and it was just one day I was sat up the front of the bus and I was and I was looking outside and I just had this like feeling of like yeah, just like gratitude and happiness just like welling up inside of me from out of nowhere and sort of in the midst of like quite a stressful work situation and. I thought this is this is like very odd that I'm feeling like so happy and just you know everything was like super clear and brightly colored and uh I was like oh so there's there's definitely something going on here so that that helped me kind of like push on with it but I think one of the things with the Wim Hof method is we talk about or you and I have talked about like how how nature fits into like our mental health journeys and stuff like that and I was always like quite confused about that because sometimes just going out for a walk in the woods wouldn't wouldn't cut it for me you know I'd be like okay so this is supposed to you know make me feel better but it, it didn't always yeah like I say it didn't always have that impact but I think with the Wim Hof method especially with the cold you're you're directly interfacing with nature in a way that you absolutely should be uh on a daily basis i think it's just that's how your body is supposed to be used especially if you're from the uk like us Uh, (laughs) so like just you know going out like bundled up with like you know several layers it's a you know a coldish day and you go out you know super warm your big jacket and everything it's like to me you might as well just be in your house still mm. uh and you're not you're not allowing your body to feel those sensations and and just you know uh in its full capacity really so it's i think it's like for me it's like that direct interfacing with nature uh and i've had some you know, really profound experiences with that, especially like cold exposure in nature. Obviously we do the ice baths as well. Uh, that has its advantages, but yeah, I've had some weird and powerful experiences with the, with the method.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And you also mentioned there that, you know, you've had, you've had your own challenges with, with mental health stuff. Now. Yeah. Um you know is, is there been something in particular about about the method or your experiences with spirituality that you found to be particularly helpful for for that uh
1: yeah with the method i mean i guess just the yeah we like we talked about before uh privately uh It just sort of yeah it had a kind of uplifting effect for me initially and I think that was just a shift out of the state I'd been in for such a long time I think like living in this low-level fight-or-flight state that that we all are with these kind of like low-level stresses you know like the one that people always talk about is like your emails being stressed out by your emails but uh, I think I had that, yeah, that initial shift uh, upwards in my mood and kind of almost this, like, reset of my nervous system. And I think that's something that the Wim Hof Method provides. I mean, it does provide it. Like, the science is there to, to you know, uh, to prove that, really. Uh, but I think being also aware uh, of my breath and even that alone, I think is enough sometimes to bring you back from a situation or a state of mind that could drag on for a whole day or a week or months or years. And just this, you get yourself into these kind of, uh, unconscious states where you're mm. just cycling through, uh, you know, uh, making bad choices based on being stressed, basically. Uh, I think the method that really does provide the, the breathing especially provides a reset. Uh, and yeah, just being, just being aware of your breath more conscious, uh, has helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I really agree with uh, everything you said there really. And, um, another thing about, about the cold is, you know, it's very hard to be stuck in your head with your thoughts When you jump in an ice bath, you know, because you're just thrown kicking and screaming, whether you like it or not into the present moment, you may be struggling with a depressive episode, you may be having severe anxiety, you may be struggling with OCD, like many of the uh, listeners, but when you get into an ice bath, a lot of that stuff, or all of that stuff disappears into the background, and it enables you to come into the present and to interface with that present that discomfort perhaps that pain and to learn to tolerate and hopefully to accept it and i think i think for me that's been a really big part of my takeaway lessons from Mm -hmm. from the method um okay yeah acceptance has been a huge part of it um I also wanted to, to kind of ask you a little bit about um, creativity because obviously you're an artist. Um, you, you've you had your own personal struggles um, with things. And, you, you know, you've mentioned to me that you find creativity to be an amazing way to to kind of use some of that nervous energy in a way that, is a lot more helpful than just worrying and ruminating because obviously worry in itself is a creative endeavor. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- for me, it's just about, it's just about directing those thoughts in that energy. Uh, ideally for me, uh, and you know, I'm just, I think if some of my friends are listening to this, they, they'll have a good laugh because, uh, you know, I have my struggles with my creative practice. Uh, but I, I, I think really what you want to be doing is, is, is getting into a flow state and okay. that, you know, that can, uh, you know, what, whatever discipline you're in, if it's music art, you know, writing, uh, speaking on a podcast, whatever it is, I think that's, for me, that's the, that's the goal is to okay. get in flow state. And I think people, uh, I think they romanticize that somewhat, especially in the art world. It's like oh, it's whenever I feel like it, uh, or when you know it's bestowed upon me. But there are obviously ways to get into flow state, uh, and just routine is one of them. Obviously, like having the right setup and just actually showing up for work. Really, I think mm. is you know something that I'm constantly working on. <laughs> one, getting the right setup. And two, just showing up for work, and you you can force that flow state uh, into existence. Uh, a guy I, r- I really like who uh, talks about that really well is Nick Cave, uh, the musician. Okay. And he has a he has a a newsletter called the Red Hand Files, which I sub- subscribe to, and he talks really uh, eloquently about uh, creativity. And he's just the kind of guy. He has an office. He's like, I'm a rock star, but I have an office. You know, I have a piano in there, and I have a, you know, a notebook, and I just go in there every day. I'm a nine to five guy, and he goes in there and he writes his records, and and that's what he does. So he tries it, to.
0: Yeah, no, it reminds me of um, Stephen Pressfield, uh, his book about. Um, I think it's called the, the War of uh, the War of Art, mm-hmm. where where he he basically says that in this book that, every every time that you turn up to do, some kind of creative endeavor there's going to be resistance there's always going to be resistance and if you give in to it then you're going to suffer the consequences of that but if you just show up and you do your work anyway then you're going to have you know success eventually if you just keep showing up every day you know and working away you will get there in the end and it's you know it's a nice metaphor for many things it's also the same i think with dealing with anxiety and OCD and other mental health challenges. It's about kind of showing up every day, applying skills that you've learned and, and just trying new things and seeing if they work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just to touch on what you were saying before about like, uh, I mean, like using creativity uh, to deal with anxiety. Uh, You know, I have a friend who, when I told her I was doing meditation said that, she's an artist as well and she's pretty successful and she was like I don't really want to meditate I don't want to do any of these things because I don't want to get rid of my anxiety because I think it's my superpower and it's what drives me it's what it's what drives me to do things and that anxious like that energy yeah is is her engine and i think i think that idea is misplaced i i really do because i, I thought that for a long time as well It was like you know my the anxiety experience this kind of romantic romanticized idea of like people who have mental health difficulties or are often you know creative people as well but i don't th- i really don't think you have to suffer to to be creative i i really don't i think i think yeah. you can uh, I think that's like a kind of a, a toxic myth, and I, I started to delve into that a little bit with the transcendental meditation, and I was just yeah. like, oh, I can, you know, those those thoughts, those ideas, they are actually clearer, uh, and I and I can direct them more easily and distinguish them from a lot of the chatter because it's it's a, you know it's a subtle art being able to tell the difference between that unhelpful sort of chatter you have in your mind and the idea that's kind of emanating and rising up from the surface and kind of rising up from below and kind of being birthed into reality, you know? Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now go on, go on.
1: I, yeah. I would, yeah. I would encourage anyone who's, you know, um, with, yeah, who's who, sceptical who's, uh, of like delving into like you know be at the wim hof method meditation or or whatever because they think they're going to kill their creativity they, they don't want to try it because they think they'll kill their creativity it's yeah it's, it's nonsense if anything it's going to enhance it yeah greatly. and again yeah. there's there is some science to to back that up as well with the with the wim hof method um uh, with like increased co2 in the blood and uh more blood flow to the brain and and this kind of thing there are some studies to suggest not the wim hof method specifically but like uh, breath holding uh, Mm. and heightened co2 uh and that's what just coming back to wim actually with that is i think he's such a good uh entry point for a lot of this because he understands a lot of these things intuitively you know he for years and years has been saying the same thing and it's just like oh yeah do, do this breath work and it, you know it's going to help you with your creativity and you know i think some people some people see that and think it's kind of a bit abstract or wishy-washy and he's, he's making these grand claims but slowly but surely we get more and more data and studies coming out to slowly but surely like i say uh, uh, verify a lot of a lot of what he's saying and a lot of things that he just feels intuitively. And of mm. course, that's I think he leads with that. And
0: yeah, that's actually, I really want to mention that point actually. And I, I really feel that this is an important um point to mention about OCD and and uh and getting over OCD. A huge part of the issue is is rumination. And you were kind of mentioning just there as well you know how important it is to be able to re- to recognize the difference between an unhelpful rumination and a creative idea, yeah. and you know, and and then also kind of like kind of um, talking about Wim Hof and how he's able to use his intuition to to work things out and just know, have a sense of knowing about things, and I think this is so important. You know, in in Western culture, we're so so massively uh, over reliant on our uh, on our thinking brains on our intellect to to solve all of our problems. And with good reason, because in many areas of life it is a, a fantastic tool. However, you know, when it comes to mental health, it really isn't that helpful. And actually, a lot of the time, it just makes things worse. I'm kind of thinking of somebody, you know, with a shovel who's just you know, thinking and thinking and thinking and effectively digging a hole deeper and deeper until they can't get out. Um, and so often, you know, if you're able to just slow down, you know, maybe to do some kind of breath work activity, maybe to do some, some meditation, um, what you can start to do is, is start to, to get in touch with that inner intuition, that ability that, that, that we all have. Um, which is, again, another one of Wim's important messages. No, like It's not just him who can do this. It's all of us. We can train ourselves to do this, to be more aware of, you know, knowing when you're engaging with rumination, not actually having to think about it, just being able to feel it. And I think so often with OCD, that's a huge part of the problem. If you're able to stop trying to figure it out and just tune into the feeling of, ah, this is just a feeling of anxiety. This is a feeling of disgust. This is a feeling of guilt or shame or whatever, whatever you know, uncomfortable emotion you might be feeling and just allow yourself to feel that. You can begin to intuitively, intuitively understand that you don't need to engage with it anymore. And, you know, I think this is uh, a big, big, uh, part of the learning, you know, whether and whether you come to that recognition from the Wim Hof method, or even from creativity itself, no, because I imagine in creativity, a huge part of it is that intuition.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Being able to tell the difference between, uh, yeah, your intuition and then this, like you say, your your analytical mind, your mind that's part of your brain that's for solving mathematical problems and they're not you know you you shouldn't be using that part of your brain to solve all of your life problems and 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 we so often are uh i was talking earlier about some of the weird experiences i've had with with the cold uh it's i would say it's like it's like a brain state you know obviously with an ice bath you have that you're thrust into the present moment and you have like that sense of stillness Uh, but I would describe some of the experiences I've had as I I no longer grasp for meaning Uh, I get to a state where I cease to ask questions in my mind and I just I just accept the state that I'm in and and it feels good as well you know even if there's like actual like physical pain involved or whatever it's just and that's something that uh I think that's a place that a lot of people never get to they never get to a state where they they don't want answers anymore they just say I am just here now and this is my state of being and I'm okay with that and to me that was like that was a precious experience and I, I go back to it often even just the memory of it if I can't always get into that physical state you know
0: yeah absolutely a bit of an abstract question but um where where in your opinion <laughs> where does creativity actually come from
1: yeah so we've talked about this before and I, I can't remember exactly what I said but uh, yeah so I mean it's like going back to what we were talking about before are there any new ideas or is everything just this kind of like meat grinder that goes around forever and we rehash everything and for me my intuitive understanding of where ideas come from is that they come from somewhere else uh You know some people call they call it intuition or you know some people call it god uh some people you know i guess spirituality is a word that you could you could throw around in that in that realm but for me they're mysterious and again david lynch he talks about this very eloquently but they just they rise up they're they're like these you know good ideas are they're a gift that you so often uh, I feel as a human beings. They can't really take credit for them. I always found it absurd as a as a as a child when uh, you'd be you'd be told about, oh, this this guy invented this and this this guy invented that and you get a lot of that in Scotland because we invented a lot of cool stuff uh, <laughs> in, our, in our part of the world, <laughs> uh, but I always thought. I always thought this is absurd because like these things were inevitable weren't they like you know the television or the rubber tire or whatever it is these these things that facilitate our lives and it's like these things were were inevitable it's just like does it really matter which brain of which human being that popped into whatever whatever moment these to me ideas they just exist and they're, they're they're mysterious and they're bestowed upon us and of course not every idea that comes to us is like a you know a groundbreaking invention or an amazing work of art or or whatever but they I feel as if it's like almost like yeah it's a field that you can tap into and when you are in a state of connectedness uh, and you can that chattering mind or that analytical mind is is dulled somewhat you can really uh, yeah you can you can tap into that it's like the flow state i guess like what what we talked about before yeah and what's useful about certain forms of meditation and the Wim Hof methods or these kind of practices is that you can actually move towards that space and move into that space and feel like empowered uh to go there and not just idly wait around for these things to you yeah know, come, you know
0: it's kind of like a, a sense of connection and flow with mm-hmm. something you know when you're in that creative spirit and uh you're just fully in the moment you're really engaged other things that you may have been concerned about or obsessing about they seem to take a back seat and it's like your, your, I don't know, maybe your analytical mind and, and spirit or whatever you want to call it are, are, are kind of intuitively working together and you know, you're, you're really your full self in that moment. And because you're your full self, there's no room for you know, anxiety and ruminating. Um, it was funny, kind of what you were saying earlier, though. When uh, I think uh, you were kind of intuiting that uh, it's it can be difficult sometimes that you can get anxious about your creativity. No.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I do because it it, it really like that that was my identity, uh, mm. and and still is t- to an extent. So. really feel yeah I still have self-imposed pressures around uh I should be more creative I should be doing this I should be doing that but I do think we talk about like flow state and you know like a pocket of you know I had you know I got into flow state and I was able to to work well for like a couple of hours or something like that but I guess you could expand that to to your life in general and I you know, there's different traditions that, like, talk about this, like the Dao, which I've read, like, you know, like the Book of the Way. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's expressed in different ways by different traditions, but I, I do feel as if, at my best, I hit these kind of rails uh, and just everything clicks and I move through life in an effortless fashion. Mm. And I think often we are trying... Like with all our might and all our power to to really force things, and to me, uh, it's not like your life is predestined necessarily. But I feel as if sometimes I just hit these rails, and things and things just flow. Uh, and whenever I ignore my intuition, uh, bad, bad things happen. <laughs> uh, I think I have a quite you know quite strong intuitive sense of what I should be doing, where I should be going, the decisions I should be making. Like the one example that I give in my personal life is, uh, when, it, when I moved to the United States, I, I went there for a couple of years. And I remember when I made the decision to go there, I was talking to a friend of mine, who's also like very like, you know, in tune with herself. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna move to New York. And, and she was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's like why are you doing that and why are you going there because I was moving there to to work a full-time job or like a really you know really uh you know turns out quite a stressful uh, job and she just knew that you know that's not what I necessarily should have been doing and I knew it myself but I just said you know it's going to be fun I'm going to meet new people I'm going to have a new experience and everything like that and I did all those things uh, but ultimately I do think in a lot of ways it wasn't the necessarily the right decision decision at the right time and it did lead to a lot of negative experiences and it was uh, my intuition was screaming out that you know i should i should maybe yeah take a different path and so I, i i try to listen to it as often as i possibly can and yeah to know things to know things can be easy i know it's it's hard for us to uh to to swallow that because we it feels if we have to grind through everything but it can be easy
0: absolutely yeah um if you only had one piece of advice for for people who might be struggling with um you know anxiety mental health challenges what would that piece of advice be
1: Hmm. that's interesting um I think for me recently, uh, just, you know, having, I think I I told you before, you know, I had COVID for a while, I wasn't feeling uh, particularly uh, bad necessarily, but you know, it was just a bit of downtime and got me out of my my routines. And the thing I think recently that I've noticed that I need, I need more of is uh, human interaction. I have i have all my interactions my friends online a couple of people who live in my area and stuff but i think it's something that's like really uh shall i say underrated i don't know if that's the right word at the moment is well oxytocin really is this uh you know chemical that's released in our brain when we when we uh interface with our friends and our family or whatever and i feel really keenly that you get you get so much more of that when you're interacting with people uh, in person i don't think it's the same online we like we feel we're connected uh and we are in a certain way but for me one thing that i personally at the moment i think i need to be better about is these uh in-person uh interactions and i guess that's one of the it's one of the things that uh we talk about in the wim hof method community and yeah like building your tribe i guess that's that's a word we use a lot uh and one of the ways that i wanted to uh, uh, facilitate that well there's one of the reasons i i wanted to become an instructor was to kind of tap into a new community uh, and i did that obviously we've become friends and uh yeah just kind of uh get out there go for a swim <laughs> that's <laughs> a safe, what i said to you the other way. day wasn't it yeah i said you know i've been feeling a, l- a little bit uh a, l- a little bit groggy like you know lost my routine need to get back in the flow of things and i i said to you yeah, i just i think i just need to go for a swim or yeah
0: yeah Yeah, go for a swim
1: let's boil it down to that erase everything (laughs) I said before just go for a nice cold swim
0: yeah fantastic and uh so obviously you're you're a Wim Hof instructor in in Lisbon if uh people happen to be going to Lisbon and they want to do the Wim Hof method there how can they uh, potentially get in touch with you
1: yeah, so I, I have a workshop coming up on the 24th of April and that is in Sintra, actually, which is not too far uh, from Lisbon. Uh, and yeah, they can go to my website. It's Christopher-Dixon.com or they can find me on Instagram at Ice Cold
0: Awesome. OK, Christopher, well, thank you very much. It's been uh, it's been great talking to you. Thanks, man.